What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for August 1st, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the birthday girl, Andrea Renee. Aw, thanks. What's good, Greg? Happy yeah. birthday, Andrea. What's oh, good is your birthday. You. It's hard to believe 26 years ago oh, you, were, you were brought onto this earth. Time flies. I know, right? Look at us. So this year's going by pretty quick, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's always, like, my birthday's a good, like, kind of tentpole to go, wow, um, I really got to get my shit in gear if I'm going to finish all these games before December. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, of course, how much stuff's happening around us yeah, at all times. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Andrea, JBR writes into patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, what's good, Greg and Andrea? Happy birthday, Andrea. What are some of your favorite birthday memories, any games that you received on your birthday in the past? I don't know if I've ever received what? a video game for my birthday oh my as a God. birthday present. What? Um, which is kind of wild to think about because my birthday is at a weird time of the summer where July has kind of been a wasteland yeah. historically, and it still kind of is. Sure. Um, and the games that come out in August aren't out yet. Yeah. And so there's not really a chance for me to get like a game for my birthday, but I've gotten gaming gear, like for example... The first year John and I were dating for my birthday, he got me an amazing bottle of tequila, Cuervo Reserva, gear. Reserva tequila. de la Familia, <laughs> and packaged with the tequila was these two custom controllers. One Aww. was a PS4 controller, one was an Xbox One controller, and they were both custom skinned in this pink camo Aww. that I had on my 360 controller, and I was really sad that I didn't get to use it anymore because I'd graduated to an Xbox One, and so he reached out to the company who made that controller and they weren't selling this specific skin yet and asked them if they could do a custom order for me. That's awesome. Yeah. John Drake, what a good guy. He's the best. Outside of stealing Udele and ruining our life. Oh, uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, enough about that. This, of course, is uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're going to run you through all the news you need to know about, including uh, devs talking about the Epic Game Store, Ninja making some moves, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game sun. Then, you can tune in live, twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games to watch us record this show. Uh, if you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you it's august 1st which means if you are a patron there's a whole bunch of new links for you and i uh, urge you all to continue to remember that because today questions box overflowing with great questions from brand new faces but i think then over time people forget about it until they get the <laughs> notification in the first of the month uh, also worth pointing out that over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games right now a brand new party mode is up for you to go watch it's nick and andy it's wolfenstein young blood they are bad at it nick is bad at games that checks out. nick sucks he's old he fucking sucks he's a i hate him Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Third Love and Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Barrett, four items on the Roper Report. And Andrea Renee Baker's does it. Thanks, Barrett. And for the second, I would say show in a row, a jam-packed four. Like, it's mm -hmm. more than just four, as usual. There's yeah, too much stuff happening. Yeah, I saw that happening. you and Gary had quite a laundry list yesterday. You know, that's how we do it here. Widow Wednesday. Get but, on but into somehow it. somehow you were talking about styrofoam that's covered in and spicy this ketchup. motherfucker. And again, I apologize to everybody. I apologize. <laughs> I told him not to eat him. He said, you guys love him eating. And then I saw the comments, I don't love eating. I, just, I can't stop Gary. You need to tweet Gary and let him know. Also, if you'll go to Gary's thing, he's doing a big joke over there where he ranked the star. He, how do I? What order do I watch the Star Wars movies? He put out his order and said, "Don't at me." He's just joshing. He'd love it if you keep atting him. Yeah, with like, your opinion. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. He loves that stuff. He, he, I send him mine, which is watch the all the movies backwards. Uh, oh, rewind. Yeah, 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 interesting. Yeah, they ha happier endings. Yeah. Number one. We have two different developers talking about why they're using the Epic Games Store. Obviously, this has been an ongoing discussion on Kind of Funny Games Daily, one mm. that I've hypothesized on why I think people do it. You've had your say, everybody who's done it, because it happened so many times has had their say. Now we have it straight from the horse's mouth on two different developers. We're going to start with Charlie Hall at Polygon. On July 25th, Piranha Games announced that MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries would be an Epic Games Store exclusive, and that it would fully refund fans angered by the move from Valve's Steam platform. 
That same day, studio president Russ Bullock did an Ask Me Anything AMA live with fans. The audio of that conversation, released July 29th as a podcast, provides a a revealing look into the independent studio's decision to sign a one-year exclusivity agreement with Epic Games. Bullock gave multiple reasons for the exclusivity agreement. Chief among them was the amount of exposure that MechWarrior 5 would get on the front page of the Epic Games Store as compared to Steam. Quote, it's a good platform, Bullock said, referring to Steam, but as we've done our updates and our little exposure rounds that they provide for MechWarrior Online, what I've found is the critical mass of other new games being released is just so heavy over there that, after a patch or something, 10 hours later, it's done and you're buried again. So, that was a concern for us, and I think it's a growing concern for a lot of smaller developers. By contrast, Bullock said his team expects to be on the front of Epic's, or Epic Games Store customers for a full month or more after his game comes out. Additionally, my pages are sticking together. This it's okay, nightmare. no one knows. It's why that one there's going to be a pause in my statement, you know? I uh, cited the increased volume of new users that he expects will be adopting the platform for Borderlands 3, which will be releasing exclusively on the Epic Game Store around the same time as MechWarrior 5. He emphasized that he and his team were fully aware of the backlash they would receive from fans when they made the deal, which was brokered or yeah, brokered uh, at the end of April. Nevertheless, uh, Bullock said that he was compelled to make the decision for the good of the franchise and to secure its future and the potential for a sequel down the line. Bullock said that refunds were being issued by the studio itself and not from Epic Games, as was the case recently with Shenmue 3. He explained that of the more than 20,000 pre-orders of MechWarrior 5, only 700 refunds were requested on the first day. Polygon has reached out to Piranha to see if that number, uh, see where that number is today, and will update the article with any inf- information we receive. Most surprising to Bullock were the, cons- were the customer concerns or consumer concerns over account security. Many outspoken critics of the Epic Game Store suspect that the client is an elaborate Trojan horse with spyware baked in by Chinese megacorporation Tencent, which owns a non-majority stake in North Carolina-based Epic Games. That accusation has been refuted multiple times by Epic CEO Tim Sweeney and was refuted by Bullock as well. Now, Andrew, if that wasn't enough, in the same that was yesterday's article, or you know, over the weekend's article, and then uh, Ooblets today. I didn't expect this. Ooblets, the cute little farming game. Is that right? game out yet? No. I just want to play it. It is not out yet, uh. and it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive. They announced today. In terms of PC, and we're gonna play it on Switch anyway. Xbox One is, is still coming out the same. Day. Is it Switch as well? I'm pretty sure they announced their, their statement today. Their blog post today that I saw was, "Hey, we're doing the PC exclusivity window." With Epic Game Store, this doesn't affect the Xbox One version. I wasn't sure if there was any news on Switch. Andrew will look into it while I give you the high level on this. Right, They're going to launch with the exclusivity on the uh, Epic Game Store, still launching on the Xbox One. Here, these are the quotes from the blog post now. Theirs is a more bullet point FAQ style, so I'm going to jump in. If I have to give you context, I will. Uh, we got some cash money up front from the, we got some cash money up front from the deal, so we can make the game we always wanted with fewer compromises. Uh, then it's like, what does this mean for you? Uh, bullet points. You'll have to install Epic Game Store if you want to buy Ooblets on PC. I know that's asking a lot, but I believe in you and your ability to download a free thing and create a user account. Parentheses. If you haven't already done so to play Fortnite, which I know you have, um, that's them all capitalized. Because Epic doesn't yet have the same market share as their competitors, they offered us a minimum guarantee on sales that would match what, we, what we'd be wanting to earn if we were just selling Ooblets across all the stores. That takes a huge burden of uncertainty off of us, because now we know that no matter what, the game won't fail and we won't be forced to move back in with our parents, parentheses, but we do love and appreciate you parents. Now, we can just focus on making the game without worrying about keeping the lights on. The upfront money they're, they're providing uh, means we'll be able to afford more help and resources to start ramping up production and doing, doing some cooler things. Uh, and then, he, they again, this is a longer post and I'm cherry picking things from. Mm-hmm. They're talking about one of the facts of, like, you know, why do people hate the Epic Store? Because, again, if you didn't get it from the very beginning, right, of first off saying cash money, secondly saying I believe in you and your ability to download a free thing, the blog post is combative and, a, and flippant in a bunch of different ways. Obviously talking to their audience, but also wrestling with the same comments I think we see mm-hmm. all the time when we're like, I don't get why people don't like the Epic Game Store. 
Uh, obviously, they brought up different feature stuff. Uh, the Ublitz developers who are writing this is like a joint thing are talking about like, hey, well, you know, when we actually it might be Ben, I think, just from the Ublitz team writing this when I, you know, got a Half-Life 2 or Half-Life 1 and had it installed on my PC. It took me to Steam, which was a broken mess because it was it was 15 years ago and there wasn't this. So mm-hmm. his point on that, of course, is that I'm sure there's a team of folks working on launcher launcher features for the Epic Game Store, but their work depends on the platform being worthwhile from a market share perspective to keep going. Something I don't think we talk about enough when we talk about this of you you're getting all these people in the door right yeah i mean they're trying to spin up this store they're trying to get all these different people in so they're getting these exclusivity deals hoping they get enough people in there to justify the kind of a chicken and the egg thing right 100 percent uh and then this is back to a couple paragraphs in a row quote it's anti-consumer to have exclusives this is the most common complaint about epic but i don't think people really have thought it through I can understand the frustration of having to buy different consoles to play the games you want, but there's no extra cost to use the Epic Game Store. The store and launcher just require a free sign-up. It's not like having to pay for HBO and Netflix and Hulu to watch all the shows you want. It's more like just having, a, having to press a button on your remote to change between free TV channels. It's also really disappointing to see people, th- or I'm sorry, folks threatening to pirate a game just because they can't get it on the game launcher they're used to. Feeling like you're owed the product of other people's work on your terms or else you'll steal it is the epitome of the word uh, the word entitlement that people use to discuss immature toxic gamers. Uh, I thought it was very interesting right to have these two stories so close together because it's been interesting for us to talk about it. We see all these deals happening. We see all these games moving to the store exclusively again and I've said it before and I'll say it again not a PC player myself right so I have no. I don't even know much about Steam, let alone what Epic's doing, what it didn't have. We talked about it on the show. People on the subreddit have gone through the charts of here's what it has, here's what it doesn't have. This is why we're upset. The security thing now seems to be a bit of a I, it, a new thing to me. This con- security concern, this oh, idea that ten cents conspiracy that theory about Trojanware yeah, and yeah. like viruses and then selling your data has been around since the Epic Game Store was announced. I feel and like it's, it's been like the article said it's been debunked many, many, many times over. Yeah. So and just I feel for, like it's, I, I think the Trojan thing has been gaining more steam recently as more features have been added to the Epic Store. I feel that's just my again outsider perspective. That's the way gossip works, man. Of course, I know you got to start saying <laughs> something if you're mad about something. Uh, and just. Just to confirm, I was mistaken. Okay. Ublitz is not announced for Switch. I could have swore that it was because it's a perfect Switch game. Um, but all they've said is the launch platforms are PC and Xbox One. Right. But like, how do you not bring this game to Switch? It's perfect for Switch. Well, surely it will. You know what I mean? It's got to get. I mean, they're, first off, they're a really small team, right? From yeah. everything I understand about it. So yes. I think they're just trying to get, get what they they're can. They're just trying done. to get across the finish line. I get it. Um, but just so you guys know out there, you can't buy it on Switch at launch. Maybe someday. Um, but yeah, this is. I, I've said I think what I need to say about my feelings about the Epic Game Store exclusivity. There are exclusives exist and have existed in the world of video games. All along, of course, you know, and whether it's a a platform exclusive or it's it's something more software related, like this is, it's like why people are choosing to focus this like unfathomable amount of energy and negativity, specifically at the Epic Game Store, more importantly at developers who are just trying to take care of their team and to try to make something and make sure that their creative vision actually gets into the hands of players and doing that as fiscally responsible as they can is, I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. And like people have written many emails to me and I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to try to explain your perspective as to why you're upset in a very mature and calm way. Thank you. Um, about why they feel the way they do about the Epic Game Store. And I just I just don't get it. We just have to agree to disagree that you think that this is a, a travesty among travesties. It's like of course. Exclusives have always existed. They're going to continue to always exist. And like being mad just because it's epic is like, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, again, no need to beat the dead horse. You know, I'm on the side, the same side of the argument. I've just, I especially, I mean, what I, what I, the reason these are here today, these two stories I felt, mm-hmm. is that it's interesting to see developers having to say something right mm-hmm. that we're to the point in this argument in gaming culture that it isn't just we're going to silently take it on the chin right there'll be an ama for the mecha warrior one then ublitz unprovoked is going to put up a preemptive hey everybody before you even get a chance to get mad at us and again they put in their blog post it isn't like them being furious or anything it's a, a very tongue-in-cheek ublitzy way of doing all this however 
they talk in their blog post about being like, we want to talk about this even though we know you, our Ooblets audience, isn't going probably to be the people who are mad about this. It's like everything else we talk about where mm-hmm. season passes, whatever, us commentating on a PC thing in general or esports. Like We're not maybe a member of that community, so we're talking about it from an outsider perspective, so you're just worried about all these different things. I, th- I thought it was interesting to see for Ooblets proactivity the mech warrior honesty right of just coming out and being like hey here's where we're at and why we're doing this and for me that's always been the thing and again you and i i think get an interesting look at video game development right being on that other side having developer friends talk to them understand the struggles of an independent studio to some respect Mm -hmm. so of course yeah you'd want the guaranteed money and you'd want this thing for ooblets this small team however much they're like hey this is what we hope to sell and epic's like oh we'll pay you that okay great good we're done now we can now i don't have to worry about like they're saying this go following through because don't get me wrong for every success story like uh mdhr and cuphead right there are dozens of stories we'll never know about of games that came out and got destroyed yeah right and it's it's just so confusing to me how we can have a conversation about people being so angry about a team like machine games putting microtransactions in wolfenstein to help make more money for the studio so that the studio can keep making games and keep supporting that game. And in the same breath, they get so mad when a studio says, hey, in order for us to make money and not put microtransactions in our game, we need to make it an Epic Game Store exclusive because Epic's going to help us pay for it. It's just like there's no winning. And that's the really frustrating part. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I know, I know. And like you and I are no strangers to damned if you do, damned oh, yeah, if you don't, course. right? There is like, there's no winning in a lot of situations with the internet mob. But I would hope that these people would just take a beat, listen to what these developers are saying. If you don't want to support Epic Games as a company, that's your personal decision as a consumer. And you yeah. don't have to do that. You don't have to support anything that Epic does or makes, right? But like, if you want to support this team and you want to play this game, and this team is specifically saying, hey, in order for us to continue to make Mech Warrior 5 the way we want and for us, our team to have the resources that we need, we need to take this deal and we hope that you're on our side. And then for you to like still like spit in their face and be like, how dare you? I just it's just a level of of anger and negativity that I just I just can't comprehend. And here's something interesting I, I, I saw today on my own. I put up the, a tweet about this and screen cap some of the pertinent paragraphs where they're really giving them the business because there's a couple more in here. I didn't even uh, quote from right. Adam Ellis from Rooster Teeth responded to my tweet and he was one of the first people. And he goes, I sort of expect a number of games to go to Epic for funding, but the snarky post about it seems way off base. And I thought that was interesting because, again, we He's talk about, about the Ooblets post. Mm-hmm. He's responding to the the images I, or the paragraphs I pulled from the Ooblets post, mm-hmm. and I found it interesting because Ooblets, as a developer, is doing this proactively to get ahead of people being angry, right? But it's like we always talk about, and I've I talked about it recently on We Have Cool Friends. But to bring it to this show, just make sure I'm being very clear. For the longest time, I thought that the um, silent majority, vocal minority. Uh, the vocal minority was, hey, we're angry people, right? When in reality, I think the vocal minority is just, uh, we're going to talk on the internet, right? I think that content, games, podcasts, whatever, reach so many people and 5%, 1%, whatever percent are actually the people who are going to say good or bad things about it, right? Mm -hmm. I found it interesting that in this case, Ooblets went to be proactive and be like, we're not going to put up with this shit. We're not going to, we don't want to hear this fucking argument. This is good for us. It's going to save our company. Here's how we're going to say it. And Adam, who based on it, I mean, and I haven't talked to him about it, but based on this response, I would say is, does he understand, has he seen this? Like we see it all the time because we talk about it all the time to a giant audience that's super motivated about video games and get feedback back about it. Mm-hmm. For Adam on the sidelines, like, I sort of expect a number of games to be, go to the Epic store for funding. And the snarky post seems way off base. When for us, the, the for me, I, I saw the post and I was like, man, I'm glad to see developers are like not going to take this shit, but it's like, oh, wow, it's actually polarizing. I would, and I'm putting Adam in a bucket without talking to him, but polarizing to the silent majority, the people who are just like, oh, cool. Yeah, I expected that. Oh, wait, why are they being mean about it? And it's like, oh, man, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's, it's very true. And I think we've said this before, but what we do here at Kind of Funny Games Daily is for a very niche audience, right? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. who are excited about hearing you know, topical games industry content five days a week represent a very small slice of the video game consumer base at large, right? And yeah. so those people 
they're maybe going to hear about a game like Ooblets from a friend or they saw a post on one of their favorite sites. But more likely, they probably walk into a store and they see the Xbox One version and maybe someone's like, oh, well, can I play this on PC? And then they're like, oh, yeah, you can get it on Epic Game Store. And they don't think twice about installing the Epic Game Store launcher and then play- and downloading the game and playing it. And I think that's probably indicative of a lot of people. Um, who play PC games that aren't really jacked into the media side sure. of what you know video game culture is, or aren't on the forums every day, aren't in Reddit. You know, they just play games on their PC, like some of my friends back home in the Midwest who have never watched an episode of any of my shows, but they what play games. From they time subscribe to time. though, right? Have you made them subscribe? Yes, of course. Okay, good. Because they got a Google account. It's easy. Just yeah, click it. Done. Just click the button. Um, you never but, yeah. see it. You never. You don't know what you're subscribed to. But I think sometimes we are so inside the bubble oh my God, totally. that we don't remember that like this seems like a lot of people, but it's not 100%. that many <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Andrea. The yes. GTA Online Casino update has brought in the most players since launch. This is Patrick Shanley, friend of the show from The Hollywood Reporter. Rockstar Games' latest uh, update to Grand Theft Auto Online, the Diamond Casino and Resort, is the biggest launch in the online game's history. Officially launched July 23rd, the Diamond Casino update delivered the biggest single day and week in player numbers since GTA Online first went live in October 2013. Rockstar would not share official player counts, but the main game, Grand Theft Auto V, from which the online mode stems, has sold over 110 million copies globally, and an in-game census from 2014 showed GTA Online boasted over 33 million active players. There you go. That's the news. Big day. Big day indeed. We talked about it on the day of, right? You're like, oh man, some people are worried about this uh, uh, gambling stuff. That fizzled out. You know what I mean? That was the thing. There was a couple. There, it we did. Does. We did a follow <laughs> follow up article afterwards, right? Or uh, on Games Daily about it being banned in some countries, but in general, it doesn't seem like uh, sky's falling. Government swooping in. Oh wait, are they number three on the Roper Report? Aww. The FTC loot box summit agenda has been revealed. This is Steve Watts over at GameSpot. Agenda. The United States Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has set a date and an agenda for its upcoming public workshop on video game loot boxes. The event, which will take place on August seventh in Washington D.C., is titled "Inside the Game: Unlocking the Consumer Issues Surrounding Loot Boxes." A schedule posted on the FTC site outlines three key panels to take place throughout the day. The first panel to take place at 10.15 a.m. Eastern promises to explore the role of loot boxes and the impact of these monetization models on end users. It will include panelists from the National Consumer Le- Consumers League, uh, Common Sense Media, International Game Developers Association, and the Entertainment Software Association. The second panel to take place at 1.15 p.m. after a short break for lunch will take a look at the social, psychological, and economic motivations behind loot boxes. It will feature university professors in the fields of psychology, industrial engineering, marketing, and computer science. The final afternoon session, set for 2.45 p.m., is centered on how to make sure concerns around loot boxes are addressed. It will review current initiatives for disclosing microtransactions, as well as other mechanisms uh, that may enhance consumer protection. The panel will include representatives of Common Sense Media, Consumer Reports, the ESA, and the National Council on Problem Gambling. Each of the three panels will be moderated by an FTC representative. This is great. Agreed. More discourse is better. It's better to have more people talking about the issue and getting more voices in than to have less. And so I think they have a really nice cross-section of people who are representing different interests. I'm really happy to see someone from the IGDA is going to be there mm-hmm. um, to maybe provide some context as to like, you know, different varieties of loot boxes and where they come from. Sure. I'm glad somebody, you know, from the consumer league is going to be there to say, you know, we're here to represent the interests of the consumers. So I think that this is a good thing that yeah. people are going to be talking about this and hopefully what this means is that we can get some good guidelines in place that aren't going to necessarily result in, you know, legislation. Of course. So that's are, like you, the hope, right? The concern like I I think I feel I am with you. More discourse is better. More people being informed about this is the best way to go about it cuz you don't want fear mongering you know what i mean when you do see a headline of kid spends one million dollars or whatever on dad's credit card playing these things doing and it's like well fuck how did they get it why is this happening but why and it's it's easy to knee-jerk reaction go to one end of the spectrum we need to legislate we need laws we need this thing when in reality there's got to be somewhere in the middle there of what 
we can do better about labeling, what we can do better about this, what we can do better about communicating uh, what's going on as an industry to the consumer or the player, then also to the parents, to whoever. Absolutely. And I think the the fear from some people on the inside of the gaming industry is that it's going to be misrepresented because whenever you see something video game related on like the Today Show or covered on like CNN, they get these experts that have no idea what they're talking about and have are so out of touch with what's happening in the industry. And it's just frustrating for all of us who are so close in the industry being like, oh, where did they find this Joker? Like, what are they doing there? You see, I think it was Fox News the other day. Did you see when they were talking about the Fortnite kid who won it? One of the bullet points was like, you can hide in a bush till the end and maybe win. (laughs) I I was like, first off, that's my strategy. I've won that way, Barrett. (laughs) Same. Um, But, you know, so you so you want representation of people in the gaming industry that are going to say, hey, like, here's how we can work together to fix this problem and to make it safe for consumers and safe for kids and families while also making sure that we're not, you know, imposing restrictive legislation that's going to stifle potential innovation or creativity on the development side as well. I do have a question for you. My dog, Nick96 from Massachusetts, writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what's good, Greg? And birthday girl, Andrea. I had a question about the ESR rate, ESRB rate and rating. I had a question about the ESRB and rating of GTA 5 pertaining to the new in-game casino. With the addition of the Diamond Casino, wouldn't GTA 5 need to be re-rated to add the description of simulated gambling? Surprisingly, it is not it is not included with the seven descriptors attached to the title. Maybe this is what falls under online interactions, uh, which are not rated by the ESRB, or the update doesn't justify a re-rating. It's a great question. That's a question I'm not equipped that, to answer. And that's why I wanted to, yeah, we're not equipped to answer, but it's also a thing of like, oh, interesting. That's And I think that to, to what we're talking about here, right, of clear guidelines and again, for the ESRB and ratings, the way that games continue to change, right, and continue mm-hmm. to evolve. And when do you step in and re-rate? Does, is this, since it's online, included online, does it, the fact that it's just whatever it is, $1.90 uh, every two hours you can spend or whatever matter? Like mm-hmm. when reading through the Hollywood Reporter article, because I, I trimmed it down just to be about like how successful it was, there, it was interesting to see Patrick's reporting on what the update was, right? Because we, uh, at, when we talked about it at launch, it was the, whoa, it's a casino. That's interesting. Whereas now it's more of the, talking about the social dance club element of it or what you can do in your penthouse or the reason it brought people in so far, it would seem, isn't the gambling portion of it. Of It's a new community space, similar for people to get together and right. do things with all their friends and clubs. Who doesn't love going to Vegas, Greg? <laughs> you don't have to gamble to have a great time in Vegas. In fact, most of my friends don't. I'm usually at the table by myself, <laughs> which I'm okay with. You're fine. That's where you're making but millions. I think like I understand. the glitz and glamour of like a casino resort lifestyle with like, you know, the high rollers and the fancy cars and all that is just like something that's inherently appealing to people humans in general um, which is why casinos exist all over the world but uh, so i'm not surprised that this this expansion has been incredibly popular for gta and has brought people back into the fold that maybe have been taking a break from gta online now here's something i want to toss out there because i i was going to bring it up as a relevant point but there's questions about it tomorrow uh this sliding scale the changing of video games you know what happens after the launch uh this week, or it was announced that Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, right, is adding in microtransactions now after the game's been out a while. So somebody wrote in with a question specifically for Tim about it, and they said, save for Friday, and I said, I will. Kebabs, though, and you're wrong, says relevant. Uh, CTR Nitro Fueled is getting microtransactions today, uh, and he puts which has enraged the entire community. And the game has been re rated by the ESRB to reflect this rating. Can I get a link to that? I didn't see that it was actually re rated or it, added I'll, to it. I'll look it up, see, Thank you. see what's going on. And again, on. it'll be something I think we talk more with Tim about tomorrow as. Uh, uh, crash team fan but again if that's true that's an interesting uh, wrinkle to this development as well and even if it's not it is an interesting wrinkle of what mm-hmm. happens when a game gets something after the fact you know what i mean the ratings are meant to be there to do that now esrb of course stepped up when it was the threat right that the government was going to get involved and crack down on games so yeah it's just like the mpaa for right film. and yeah. so you wonder about this all right so here's what uh barrett's throwing up for me uh is this a new thing did you find or is this the rating this is the rating so they added. A oh, they a, added. Okay, I see. So we're looking at it. Still, it's still. Well, so nothing changed other than this. Right yeah. now, Barrett's showing me the rating that says Crash Team Nitro Team Racing Nitro Fuel rating category E ten plus content descriptors cartoon violence comic mischief and then other in game purchases PlayStation Four Xbox One and Switch and you're saying they added the other. I believe so. They didn't change. Well, it wasn't E for everyone before and now it's E ten plus. That's like more of my question. 
Oh, okay. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, well, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Okay. You if can you sh- find the box art, you'll be able to find the original rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like, search for the box art. Find the box art, save the I world. mean, but that's why the ESRB exists is for retail. Sure. It's not. It's not because of online activities. Like ESRB was designed for parents who are walking into a GameStop yep. saying, "Is this game safe for my kids to play?" And how do we quantify that? And so, in order for a developer to have a shot at being on a on a shelf inside of a brick and mortar location, it must be ESRB rated. And that's why you never see games that are adults only rated because retailers just won't carry them. So if you want your game in Target and Best Buy and GameStop, you have to make sure to follow the ESRB's guidelines. I'm looking for one thing. I thought I had one piece of information. Again, I was prepared to talk about this tomorrow with him. So I was preparing. I had a whole thing I wanted to do. Well, I mean, we can just wait. The best you, Andrew, you know how this show rolls. We roll into it, man. That's what yeah, we man. do. This is your birthday. This is my gift to Heck you. Yeah. A rambling conversation about microtransactions. The best this is not I really can... an important show after this one anyway. What? The best I could find is E10 plus beforehand anyway. Okay. So it's just the other that got added. Yes. It didn't get like it didn't get re-rated in the way of it's now whatever. It's just got that new additional information. Yeah, which is still important though. I'd say for mom and dads buying stuff uh for their kids. On the Black Fridays and stuff like oh, that. Oh, man, and the having... Black Friday. What a big day for games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Number four on the Roper Report. I called it Tidbits. I have four news stories for you that I didn't... Or five, actually. One came in late. That I was like, these are things you should know about, but maybe not a full-on discussion, right? Yeah. Uh, number one, I'm going to talk about Pokemon Go. has been downloaded more than a billion times. This is Alicia... Alicia... Yeah, Alicia. Uh, Judge at IGN, who, by the way, I like a lot. Uh, We've been reading her stuff here a lot. She's very good. I DM'd her about how to say her name and then immediately fucked it up right here. Because once I worry that I don't know your name, that's when I'm really going to start screwing it up. So we're going to look at the DM. It's it's Alicia. 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 She does good work. Don't act like you knew it. Don't act like you're smart and can pronounce words based on the way you learn to pronounce words. Alicia Judge at IGN reports. A couple of weeks after its third birthday, just like you, Andrew, uh, Pokemon Go has reached the 1 billion download milestone. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean there are 1 billion active Pokemon Go players, and a portion of those figures probably come from re-downloads after players came back to the game following a break. However, it's a significant step for the mobile phenomenon that dominated headlines at release. So there you go. That's cool. Billion downloads, Barrett. Uh, it's all because of you, man. I know. I did put it back on the map. Thank you. I did save Pokemon Go. Harry Potter came in, took it out. I have been influenced by you, Greg Miller. I'm going to start playing Pokemon Go again. Hell yeah, download uh, it right now. Get, get, get my friend code here right now. Hold on. I mean, I, I had it on my phone forever. But. Oh, yeah, all right, cool. I'm going to get my little, uh, what do they call them, QR tag out for you. I'll tell you what. I, I'm still upset about the oh, gifts. I still have it on my phone. There you go. See, it's all happening. Here we go, everybody. I wonder how much stuff I still have that I bought. Because I bought a really big pack a long time ago. I'll tell you right now, your thing's going to be all backed up. Hold on. Oh, QR code. There you go. No, and then I'll, oh, I'll I gotta sign in. It's been a while. No, it's cool. I understand. I'm gonna put it right there. It's ready when you are. Okay. Your next tidbit. Borderlands 3 is gone gold. Uh, they tweeted out, we are pleased to announce that Borderlands 3 has gone gold. Thank you to everyone who worked so hard to make this happen. We'll see you September 13th, Vault Hunters. Oh, of course, wow. if you didn't know, go- going gold, in quotes, is not is a totally tired phrase that doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. In the old days, it meant, hey, we finished the game and we're pressing the disc and we're going to send it off for manufacturing. That's still what it means here, but I guarantee uh, Gearbox is still hard at work on the day one patch and all the updates and bug fixes they need to do. There's a nearby raid starting soon. Oh, man. Finish the show. We got to go. <laughs> uh, it's probably that school down there. They raid all the time and sometimes really easy because it's a school you know what i mean one star or one little face yeah Yeah, exactly uh i'm excited for borderlands i'm glad that it's a gold i hope that it's gold early means i get a review code early uh meanwhile uh in japan uh hideo kojima crunching on death stranding he tweets Mm. death stranding has the element of something never existed before. The gameplay, the world atmosphere, the visuals, which we aim to create. The studio I established was Tiny Indies, but trying our best to deliver the product launching on November 8th. Still in crunch time of dev. Now, does he mean crunch time like he's working nonstop doing all this stuff? Or does he mean, hey, we're, just, we're, we're like, you know, just crunching on a game? Who knows? But November, uh, coming up pretty quick, Barrett. We're here sure. in August already. Is yep. this game going to get delayed, guys? Maybe. Mm. But make your prediction. Do you think it's going to get delayed? You know? Um, no. Yeah, I think they stick to it too. No. I say yes by a month. Very possible. Well, no, they're not going to delay. PlayStation would not delay into December. They wouldn't do that. 
the um, point. They don't want to miss they Black know, Friday. They know better than that. So if they're going to delay, if you're going to delay that far, might as well delay. They're going to delay till January or February yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if they're going to delay at all. But I think that we've seen so far that generally speaking, they don't delay too many titles. Yeah. And if they do, it's just a couple of weeks. You yeah. know, like you think like God of War was just like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Off the the release date. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm going to go with no. I'm hoping no. I, and I think that they were since they got out so far in front of it, made the prediction. They got to be really confident. In it. I would say it'll be delayed to last week of November or first week of December. I understand the not wanting to push to December, but I feel like if you push it even further to January, February, that could possibly mess up their like kind of lineup schedule for the rest of the year for next year as well. True. So. We'll a, lot see. Of thing, a lot of thing to a lot to think about there. Oh, your next tidbit, Ninja, the popular streamer, is switching streaming to Mixer. Cool. Turning his back on Twitch. All right. Going to Mixer. Honestly, I'm really excited about this. I think Mixer has been doing fantastic things with the innovative the innovation in their streaming technology. And I think we've all been a little slow to adapt, like what's good games included. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also don't stream every every week anyway. Yeah. Um and I think that this is not only going to do incredible things for Mixer as a brand, but I would like to see a company that's not Twitch maybe get a shot at the at the streaming game because I think Twitch has kind of been this giant in video game streaming for a long time. We've seen a lot of people come and try to, you know, compete Take even, shot the throne, even yeah. google right yeah, like YouTube. It, with youtube gaming trying to compete and there i mean there's obviously a lot of people streaming on youtube we stream on youtube all the time um but after what we've seen with twitch's policies particularly around some bad actors on their platform not getting firm enough punishments in my personal opinion yeah. and them essentially hand waving some really egregious things happening yeah. on their platform that i'm kind of like you know what Maybe it's time for somebody else to to get a a shot. And that's the thing. Competition, I think, you know, breeds innovation. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I remember when YouTube gaming came around, I was like, oh, my God. Their Twitch is Amazon's really gonna have to pour their money into Twitch and make it a better platform, or because if not, Google will run away with it. It just didn't happen. And Twitch really didn't change that much. It changed, but didn't change that much. Mixer's been around forever. I've always heard positive things about it. Um, you hope that them grabbing a big name like Ninja, right, brings in more eyes, brings in more things, and does worry Twitch to some extent of who else they could get. You know what I mean? And for us at Kind of Funny uh, Games, of course, we're ready to step up and become the number one streamer on Twitch. You know what I mean? Now, I understand with Mixer gone, there's now a vacuum. Barrett, I'd like you to write into Twitch. Let them know it's us now. We'll take with it over. Ninja gone. You know what I mean? The, the, <laughs> who's the king now? You know what I mean? Thank you. I don't know if you understand how writing into Twitch works. You're writing into the URL bar right now. Dear Twitch, who will be the number one streamer now that Ninja's gone? You can say it's us. Stream, streamer now that Ninja's gone? Question mark. No, well, that, okay, well. I, I, I don't have a response from them. Hold That's on. That's not how it works. Oh, Hold my on. God. Hold All right. On. And then the final team before you, uh, Darksiders, the Forbidden Land, that board game we were talking about when we were not. Uh, what, it's, this is the answer? The, this is the answer. Gary Witta. Twitch.tv slash Gary Witta. God damn it. New number one streamer. I mean, I'll do it. I'll ride his coattails for a change. You know what I mean? You've been suckling off the Greg Miller titty for too long. <laughs> now it's time for me to That's get my. That's a photo I never want to ever happen. Uh, ever make that into fan art and send it to Andrew Renee. No, uh, please do not. No. Darksiders, the Forbidden Land will only be available through the Darksiders Genesis Niflheim edition, that $380 collector's edition we were talking about. When we talked about it, there was a lot of concern. Wait, the only thing different than the deluxe edition that's a hundred some odd bucks is this board game. And then we were unsure if the board game was going to be released. I got a press release today. The board game is only officially in the crazy Niflheim edition. So there you go. Darksiders Genesis. Very excited for that game. Not gonna, not excited for this $380 edition. I won't be buying that. No, me neither. But I absolutely will be playing this game. We could play together. Yeah, we could. Yeah, I mean, man. you'll be in LA though, so I'll never see you again. But... You moving to L.A. is happening so far from now, Andrea. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grab shops. Where would I go? Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. There's breaking news from You're Wrong that I think is for you. Okay, I'll look. Kuchocho says Destiny 2 Shadowkeep has a new date, October 1st. They delayed? Apparently. Thank you. Oh my God, this is the best news ever. Because <laughs> now I have time to play Borderlands. <laughs> God, yeah. 
Uh, out today, Chroma, Scott, Chroma Squad is on Switch, a game I enjoyed on PlayStation 4, and I asked for a code today to play it on Switch. Hamsterdam, a kind of funny game showcase uh, uh, alumnus, is uh, on Switch. Solo, Islands of the Heart is on Switch. Robbie Swifthand and the Orb of Mysteries is on Switch. Uh, Doling's Invasion is on PS4 and PC. Illusion of Lafalia is on Switch. Shinobi Spirits S, Legend of Heroes is on Switch. Phobia is on Switch. Dungeon Warfare is on Switch. Sudoku, relax... <laughs> Sudoku. No. Sudoku. There you go. But I like Count Dooku, so I like to say Sudoku. Is that okay? Can <laughs> no, I say it wrong not. for fun? No, no? You, we respect Sudoku in this house. So okay? I love Sudoku. Okay. Relax 2 Summer Waves is on Switch, and I, I will be buying that because I like Sudoku that much. Forged of Blood is on PC. Rescue Lucy 2. It's on PC and Mac. I hope it's a game about Lucy James. Raiders of the Lost Island is on PC. Rick Rack is on PC and Mac. Then in GTA Online, uh, the Fisirier Neo sports car debuts in GTA Online this week, along with increased rewards across all casino story missions. Now paying double GTA bucks and RP through August 7th. Players will also receive a complimentary Diamond Vintage tee during the same time period, while those who take their daily free spin at the Lucky Wheel this week will have a chance to win the sleek. Garotti Turismo Classic. And then also Fortnite Season 10 launched today. It was having some problems earlier. They no, were having season some Season X. They're very specific. It's Season X. That doesn't mean 10? X. But it came after 9, right? X. It's not even like the iPhone 10 that like jumped a generation, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was weird. New dates for you. Emma, Lost in Memories, is coming to Steam, iOS, Android on August 16th. Devil's Hunt is coming to PC on September 17th for PlayStation 4, Switch, and Xbox One. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's try this again. Devil's Hunt is coming to PC on September 17th. Then it comes in Q1 2020 for PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. And then Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, is coming on October 4th. Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox. Game of now, the year? Huh? Game of the year? No, of course. I saw a bunch of people like, oh man, the release date's been announced. I remember on this show, me putting the release date into a news story. And then you telling me it shouldn't have been a news story, and we were joking around about it. I was like, ha ha. And then we did, we did. But then I don't understand why. I so they delayed this game then, apparently, because right, it was supposed to be September, I thought, when I talked about it forever ago. Huh. Bear, you remember? I remember the announcement. I don't remember a date at all. Hold on. I'm, I'm opening up a big old KFGD. I save every one of my things here. And then I'm going to go into old KFG rundowns. And then I'm going to search in here Ghostbusters. Luckily, I don't write about Ghostbusters often, so I'm sure it'll be easy to find. Ghostbusters. Mm. And we do this. What? And we're looking for a KFGD from a long time ago. Last modified. Is it not by, you know, I don't want to buy relevance. It always does that thing where I'll start to buy relevance. I'm like, that doesn't help. And then, all right, set, looks like we talked about it. KFGD. Big old the Ryan. The 2nd of July. Big old Ryan McCaffrey uh, wrote up on it on IGN today. And they're pretty good at sourcing, sourcing stuff and talking about if stuff was delayed. And they don't mention any. Ah, okay. So what it was is, first off, Ryan McCaffrey, hell of a reporter. I agree with you. They have exclusive footage. They made a big deal about of the Ghostbuster f boss fight. You know, oh, I fucking watched yeah. it. Let me tell you, it looks just like the Ghostbuster boss fight there from the go. first game. Uh, on the second of July, which seems like a lifetime ago, what I did is I put it in number four. The fact that it was only, the physical copy, twenty nine ninety nine, only available at GameStop. Yes, and that's the one you tried to laugh off, and I would yeah. not let it happen. And I was like, "This is not a bullet point for the report." And you're like, "Yes, it is." And I was like, "All right, Greg, you do you." And so now you're living your nightmare of talking about it again at length. Uh, deals of the day for you. Here's an interesting one. Nintendo UK tweeted this out today uh, from July eighth through the thirteenth. No, they do it all weird. I'm sorry. Let's try this again. August seventh. God, stupid. UK, every other country, you know, and start measuring feet too. August 7th through August 13th, Nintendo Switch online members can download and play Mario Tennis Aces for free with game trials. And you're like, wait, what? That's that's new. I don't know. That. If you go over to IGN though, uh, Alicia Judge <laughs> reports, game trials seem to be Nintendo's answer to the PlayStation Plus instant game collection, albeit with a bit less freedom. Whereas PlayStation lets its members download and keep a selection of monthly games as long as you have their subscription or as long as your subscription remains active, Game Trials is a system where you effectively borrow a Nintendo chosen game for a limited time. You progress say your prog with progress saved if you buy it. This is the first time Game Trials has been made available in Europe. Meanwhile, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is going to be free to play for a limited time in Japan next week. There's no word on what North American players can expect. So there you go. Nintendo doing something interesting with that Nintendo Switch Online. A little free game trial. Finally. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you didn't like all those NES games? Like two of them. Are you, you going to eventually use those for your Zelda play thing? 
Uh, no, I'm not doing any of the. Uh, I'm not doing Zelda one or two. You're not doing the Zelda one. Zelda one or two. Oh, why? Uh, they're just a, a style of game that I don't feel like playing through. Oh, okay. Very, very. Loose so this replay of every Zelda game is just bullshit. It's not even what you're doing. I never said it was every Zelda game. I believe you had Miyamoto write you a letter saying congratulations. Nah. It's time for reader mail, but first I'll tell you about our sponsors. We're starting with Third Love. As you know, all the kind of honeys are wearing Third Love bras, and you should too. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. They have more sizes than any other brands. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. You can skip the trip and find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder. You order and try on at home. There's no more awkward fitting room experiences. Answer a few simple questions to find the perfect fit in 60 seconds over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date plus there's 100 fit guarantee every customer has 60 days to wear it wash it and put it to the test and if you don't love it return it and third love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need third love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit fit stylists are available every day to help via text chat or phone uh, i've been told this is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own uh, the straps won't slip and it's tagless so there's no itching it's third true. this is true you can back this up yeah Thank i wear you. mine all the time doesn't itch uh, third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they are offering my listeners 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15 percent off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash games for 15 percent off today 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 Next sponsor is Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers a smarter interest rate to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. You know it. I got a loan when I first moved out here. I did not have this uh, good rate and it sucked for a long time. <laughs> a long, long time. <laughs> Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your score. And the best part, once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Andrea. Yes, Greg. Where do I want to start with you? I want to start with Jay from Melissa, Texas, who's writing in in response to Gary and I talking about Modern Warfare yesterday. Not a question, but I wanted to weigh in on the discussion about FPS games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, and Medal of Honor depicting war and combat. First, some background. I'm a retired Army soldier and spent 12 years as a scout. I have multiple combat tours to places like Baghdad and Ramadi? Ramadi, Ramadi, Iraq. I grew up playing games like Counter-Strike and Call of Duty. I would even go as far as to say that those games shaped me into who I became in the Army. I appreciate when game developers attempt to bring realism to their games. It shows the world what they went through because it's hard to understand and express what it's truly like. I question those who served and have I question those who served and have problems with this depiction. To me it's a way to honor what we have done and what others continue to do. Thanks and don't touch my willy Pete. <laughs> Ending on a joke. I like that. Uh, thanks for writing in, Jay. Of course, uh, I don't know if you saw the YouTube comments. A lot of people had uh, thoughts in every which way in very respectful discussions about uh, the Modern Warfare talk yesterday. Uh, I thought it was illuminating to have and good uh, good to see. Um, Taylor from Infinity Ward did write in yet to me on Twitter yesterday, basically uh, echoing some of the stuff Gary and I have been talking about of like, what they're trying to accomplish with it. Of like, if films can tackle this, games should be able to too. Right. And that's what they're trying to accomplish with this. So, as usual, I stand... Uh, interested to see what that game's going to be like and it's definitely going to be a single player campaign i do play i think you guys had a really great discussion about it yesterday we also talk about talk about it on friday's episode of what's good and you oh know, what's that where's that uh, uh what's good games you oh. can download it on your favorite podcast app or at youtube.com slash what's good games where you can also see exclusive gameplay capture from the outer worlds Oh, I thought okay. I was going to be able to talk about it today. Nay, the embargo's tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey, man, at least you caught it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, um, on the video 
portion of the podcast. We have a special episode going into the podcast RSS feed that's just us talking to uh, folks from Obsidian Entertainment. But then in the main podcast, it's our feature segment. And we've got some gameplay that I captured from both my gameplay and Steimer's gameplay. So if you guys want to see that, uh, head on over to our YouTube channel. But when it comes to everything happening in Modern Warfare, I know that after you and I first saw this reveal during Judges Week, there was a lot of chatter among the judges about like how is this going to play and yeah. you know when we got to see the multiplayer there the first thing that struck me was that this this kind of juxtaposition between right. the, These super, are the same tones <laughs> yeah it's like the super gritty um realistic you know story that they're trying to rip from the headlines and then there's the multiplayer which you can't deny is so much fun. I mean, Call of Duty is that two player or that four player multiplayer, multiplayer FPS. Two things yeah, so good. Absolutely. And it's like, so they are really, you know, pushing the envelope and it doesn't, I still am conflicted. And I think the fact that I feel something means that they're doing something right. Right. Because otherwise we would probably just like hand wave it away and be like, Whatever, this, this is dumb. Right. Because yeah. there's been way more controversial things in the video game space than this. Yeah. But because it's Call of Duty, all eyes are on Activision and Infinity Ward. Of like, are they going to stick this landing? And there's so much baggage already yeah. associated po positively and negatively with yeah. being Call of Duty. Right. Absolutely. And I don't want to rehash everything you and Gary spoke about yesterday. But my kind of like TLDR opinion is. You know, if you're going to take issue with the white phosphorus, you should take issue with all of the kill streaks the in the game. Yeah, anything. You right. should not play this game. You should have a problem with this game at large. Picking out this one individual thing is a, a bit asinine to me. Sure. Uh, Taylor's tweet to me and Gary last night was this appreciate the thoughtful discourse on the subject and I should in case you don't know uh, Taylor Kurosaki uh, studio narrative director at Infinity Ward working on Modern Warfare uh, appreciate the thoughtful discourse on the subject we don't question if Saving Private Ryan Full Metal Jacket or Jack Ryan should exist we want the same for our medium I'm very interested to see how that turns out uh, Katie writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like so many of you can and says this is a follow up to a question earlier in the week about whether we're heading to a subscription only gaming future were you on this episode I forget it might have been a Tim episode where a guy wrote in and he's like I'm an old man I'm 40 and I'm worried that like next generation's just gonna only be subscription services well, we talked about it it was us okay mm -hmm. I was thinking about how you can still buy DVDs despite all the video streaming options but realize that isn't true of Netflix exclusive shows where they want to drive to you to their platform. You were confident uh, it would continue to be possible to just buy individual games, but do you think certain games could start being made into ex into exclusives for the subscription services, Game Pass exclusive, etc.? Of course. Yeah, it's a great point, Kate. I really, one I didn't think about, and you, you bring up a great comparison there of like, yeah, what happens when there is a new game from Quantic Dream and it's debuting exclusively on Xbox Game Pass, and that's the only place to get it. Man, are people going to boycott Xbox Game Pass because it's ex they have an exclusive and you can't download another launcher to play it anywhere else? No, hmm. console people like me, we are smart and we were broken long ago. <laughs> so we don't need to worry about it. I mean, of course there's going to be exclusives. They have to sell these subscription services. And as Netflix has proven, yeah. the best way to do that is with original content that you can't get anywhere else. So those are going to happen more and more often as we get closer to a digital streaming future. That's inevitable. But you're also still going to be able to singly buy the major AAA franchises that you know and love because those publishers want to be able to make as much money as possible and that means that they want to give people options. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think the it, I, I, it's a great way to paint me to a corner with the argument, Katie, that we were making with the gentleman from, uh, it would have been what, Tuesday when you were on? Uh, in the way that, yeah, I guess my counter, my thing, okay, cool. Well, when the one game that you want to play on the subscription service drops, buy it for that month, play the game, right? But then mm -hmm. it's back to his point that I don't own that game. I, and I'm like, no. I mean, look at Meh. Tetris Battle Royale, right? Yeah. Tetris 99. Tetris 99. That was an official name. That yeah. was a Nintendo online service exclusive. Yeah. Did it eventually break out, though? Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. I thought I remember something about something to that effect. Maybe I'm thinking of the DLC. I might have been thinking about the DLC you could buy to play it offline. I think I am. But somebody will let me know. Andrew, where do we want to go next? Oh, EJ had an interesting one. This is one from yesterday that I, I carried over because it was such a good question. And again, as I said, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You guys are killing it with questions lately. EJ writes in and says, do you think you 
suffer from gaming addiction. I know it's your job to play games, but if it wasn't your job, will you play games just as much as you do now? Would you play games just as much as you do now? I'm finding myself playing games more and more these days. I'm watching less movies, TV shows. I rather, I'd rather sit at home instead of going out with my friends. I also stopped drinking alcohol because if I'm drunk, I can't play games correctly and think my failed relationships have been because I would rather play games than go on a trip with my girlfriends. Wow, EJ. <laughs> Great question. Um, here's the thing is, you, you, at the surface of it, do you suffer from, is, do you suffer from gaming addiction? And I was like, of course not. And then even more, when I started thinking about it, I'm like, God, I really do pri- prioritize games in an interesting way, though, right? Where I do get that thing where if I haven't played a game in a long time, like on a weekend, me and Jen are playing Pokemon Go, and it, what is, I guess counts as a, you know what I mean, though. I want a video game with a controller, not some baby game on a phone. No, I get you. You know, I'm walking around, I'm doing something. I, I do get that thing of like, yeah, we could go to the movie tonight, but I'd much rather sit at home and play something. Even last night, I enjoyed Euphoria. We started watching Euphoria the night before. Mm-hmm. Let's watch one with dinner. All right, cool. And then Jen's like, do you want to keep watching that? I was like, sure. But sure enough, I'm on Pokemon Go. I'm on my Switch playing Ultimate Alliance. I mean, it's because that show's not that great. It's fun, though. It's a fun show. <laughs> there's just so many teenagers doing drugs in that show. Too too close to home, huh? Um, Yeah, right? North Dakota. We had uh, we had all the drugs. No. He had none of the trucks. Hey, you're the only one in the office that one day who knew what a whippet was. <laughs> the, what? Those are legal. Those whippets are legal? Yeah. No. They are. Barrett, are whippets legal? It depends uh, which state you're in. Go to Walgreens right now and buy yourself a whippet. Say you want a drug <laughs> called a whippet. Too, I'm whatever. just surprised that Andrea was the only one who knew what a whippet was in the office. Thank you, Barrett. Andrea lived, man. We're not all like you guys, drug addicts, all right? When I took my dare pledge, I took it seriously. <laughs> dare was a failed experiment, Greg, and you know it. Dare to fight drugs, man. Listen, Greg and I are not qualified to discuss the intricacies of what addiction is and if you have it and, you know, you know, the kind of treatment you should seek. I want to make that clear. If you guys are looking for professional help and you want to talk to somebody if about gaming addiction, um, I will once again pivot back to a, a fantastic resource. Take this. They mm-hmm. have people that you can talk to. Uh, take this.org. And there are also lots of um, addiction hotlines that you can reach out to um, to ask these questions and to maybe do like some self-help quizzes and go, am I at risk for addiction? And if you are, you know, some of the steps that you can take. Uh, But Greg and I are not professionals. We're not qualified to help you with that. Um, When it comes to looking at my own life. I was talking about myself, not about EJ. Yeah. 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 And when it comes to looking at my own life and like, do I suffer from gaming addiction? I don't because I actually play less games now Mm -hmm. that I'm working. And I think if I stopped working full time in video games that I might actually have time to play more, especially the games that I want to play. But this, the thing that you bring up here, EJ, that I think is really important is that I find myself sitting at home instead of going out with my friends I think about my failed relationships and what they could have been because I would rather play games than go on a trip and I think that that in and of itself is something that you need to analyze within yourself if you're foregoing human interaction with people who you have relationships with in your life to sit by yourself at home. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have addiction. Maybe there's something else that you're struggling with. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety or depression or a variety of other mental illnesses that you know present themselves in you know a variety of ways. So I would say, you know, if you are listening to us thinking maybe Maybe they're talking about me. Maybe there's something up with me. Maybe I should talk to somebody about it. You know, there's a lot of resources out there for for you to take that step. I will. The one thing I will lob out, of course, though, is that wanting to stay at home or not want to go out on a, a trip with your girlfriend or something. It could obviously be everything you just said. It could also just be that, well, maybe those maybe those aren't. I mean, everybody wants to have a gr- close gr- group of friends, right? But if you can't, if you don't want to prioritize those people, maybe those aren't your close group of friends. People, you know what I mean? Like, but maybe they're not your people. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's the thing, right? Where I think like gaming addiction or whatever, and my, even my own desire to play games nonstop, right? My desire to hang out with Jen is at the top of my list every time. Like, don't be wrong. Even when we be doing something, like, oh man, I really want to get home and play whatever. It's not like I don't want to be with Jen. It's like I still want to do whatever we want to do together. Of course, and because you guys have a healthy line of communication, you can say, "Hey, partner, wife, husband, <laughs> hey, whoever, partner. They to, whoever they are, whoever they are to you, you mean, right?" You like to say. 
I want to spend this time playing a game yep. for me or with my friends. Like when you I got your ass Borderlands Weekend is written on Borderlands Weekend. Exactly. <laughs> and it's about healthy communication with those people in your life, whether they're, you know, a family member or a friend or a roommate, whoever, to say, I want to prioritize this event because it's important to me. But if you're doing that every day consistently and you're foregoing your interactions with people or more importantly you're you know foregoing your responsibilities to your family you're not going to work you're not taking care of yourself and your personal hygiene in order to play games then you know you really have to take a good hard look at why your priorities are the way they are final question of the day comes from the nanobiologist at patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says in yesterday's swell of news, one important event was forgotten. The 30th anniversary of the Nintendo Game Boy. That's right. The device slash toy that really started a lot of us in the 80s and 90s kids on the gaming path yeah. has turned 30 years old. With about 119 million units sold worldwide, the grandfather of handhelds did a lot of amazing good for pushing gaming forward. Parentheses, only negative was that, that the extra screen light ate through batteries so quickly. So, what's your fondest memory of the Game Boy? Mine was playing Pokemon Red and not understanding what to do, leveling up one Pokemon, and beating the game with an overpowered Charizard. <laughs> That's awesome. Andrew, did you have a Game Boy? I did have a Game Boy. What's your memory of it? Um, so the game that I played the most on Game Boy was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. So that was my, probably my number one Game Boy memory is playing that game a ton. Cause you remember that awesome Turtles 90s movie? Oh yeah. I watched that on repeat. So good. Hell yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. I wonder if it holds up. It's still amazing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Casey Jones, you kidding me? <laughs> Um, but I mean, I loved having a Game Boy. I, th I remember when it came out and it was like this really revolutionary thing that you could bring it on the go and how you always had to carry batteries with you because it would totally. always die. Totally. And, um, yeah, it was fun. It was great. Uh, yeah, Game Boy is a huge milestone for me. Uh, of course, being a Sega kid, it was the fr my first Nintendo anything. And then I, it, it has two diff different... I have a million different Game Boy memories, but for sure it was that I wanted it. And my, I remember my mom definitively saying, there is no way... I am paying $100 for a video game thing. And then Aunt Dell and Uncle Scott bought it for me and gave it to me at Christmas. And I remember playing, sitting there and playing and playing Tetris. And then I got golf with it too, the, the Game Boy Golf game. Yeah. And I remember Uncle Scott looking over my shoulder and then borrowing it and playing it. And then he bought his own. And I thought it was, it blew my mind that an adult had bought the thing I wanted. And every time mm -hmm. we came over, then we'd like do the link cable stuff and play yeah. Tetris and golf and hang out and do that. See, I never did that. I never, I never synced up with anybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because when I wasn't playing turtles, I was playing Tetris. And so sure. like, I never really wanted to play with anybody else. And not to mention like we only had one Game Boy and so yeah. my sister and I had to share it. Ugh. Which is the worst. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love my sister, but sharing a single system is rough. But then, uh, you know, a bunch of other games eventually came out, but I never did multiplayer with yeah. uh, with my game. It was fun. It was good. Uh, there was that. What else? Uh, I um, I remember definitively crying at school because I brought it in a to school one day to play, and I had it in a paper bag, and then oh. I had my lunch in a paper bag, mm -hmm. and I couldn't open my locker, and I was like, I'm gonna drop the pa the paper bag with my lunch in it, and I dropped the paper bag with the Game Boy in it, and then it didn't turn Whoa. on, and then I had the <laughs> everything I ever learned from Happy Days, like Back to the Future, or whatever. I was like, well, it's already broken. What if I dropped it again? And I dropped it again, and whatever had broken, clicked back in place, and it started working. And Amazing. so then from that day on, if I ever turned it on, it didn't work, I would drop it, and it would work again. Wow. Those were the days, man. I had yeah. all the attachments. I remember sitting there trying to beat Terminator 2 on Game Boy, and it was way too oh hard. Oh, my God. I, could only get, I only got to the part where you're riding on the motorcycle with John Connor once, because you have to sit there, and there's like a thing going. Somebody sent it to us. I, we've never done anything with it. It's sitting around here eventually. I'd love to try that game again. Because, God, those were the days. Did you have a Game Boy? Yeah, but you what you had like you're a child, so what you had a Game Boy Advance? That was your first Game Boy? No, I, I had like the Game Boy. I think the color or whatever. Yeah. Before I, I, I did have a, an Advance uh, at one point, but yeah, my the first games I remember playing was uh, like Pokemon Red, and uh, I was mainly the, a Pokemon guy. Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. much has changed except now you won't play Pokemon Go with me. It's true. Andrew's playing it with me. It's true. Packs, we're gonna walk around and play. Yep. I'm, I just signed you up for that. Yeah. Mm. No, we've been talking about that. Well, I didn't know, but I didn't know if you finally gave up the Harry Potter dream or whatever. Well, here's the thing. We're going to make it a, a, a combined crawl, mm -hmm. and then people get to decide mm -hmm. if they want to play Pokemon Go or sure. if they want to play Wizards Unite. Well, I'm going to be cosplaying, so whatever. Just saying, but nothing. Are you going as Charizard? What's happening? I won't, I won't reveal my outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Porygon. Imagine, like, Greg is giant Charizard. I could do it. 
Happy oh. birthday to you. You guys. Happy birthday to you. Oh, don't drop it. Happy birthday, Andrean Game Boy. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, I even had my Game Boy mug today. And it I didn't even out. do it on purpose. You guys are so kind. That's really thoughtful of you. Now I got to think about what I'm going to wish for. Vita 2. Vita 2. <laughs> John Drake said to get this one. Yay! Thank you, guys. Thank you for it being born. It smells delicious. That's, that's Susie is cake, right? Is this a Susie cake? Oh, come oh. on now. We, we know what we're doing here. Yeah. like, what are you doing tomorrow morning? I was like, lots of work. She's like, it's not as important. Go pick up this Susie cake. <laughs> lots of work. Yeah, all right. Hey, that was an embellishment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You give me your name, username, platform of choice. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. The Farmer Josh needs help on Discord where he's the Farmer Josh. All one word. The Farmer Josh says, <laughs> unusual request today. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Critical Role and have been loving the hell out of it. Also, a great GOG crossover episode. Or yes, there is a Game Over Greggy show uh, where the Critical Role people play with us. And then remember, we have cool friends. Uh, Brian Foster from Critical Role was just uh, on. Uh, anyways, it has inspired me to want my, to try my hand at d and I've never played, so I'm looking for something super casual. Uh, I'd love to get a group of KFBFs together to meet people and hopefully have some fun. Hit me up on Discord at the Farmer Josh, and we can hopefully get something up for the near future. So if you're d and Discord, the Farmer Josh. Now here's a caveat from mm -hmm. Greg Miller who doesn't use Discord. Don't Discord usually say, wouldn't it be like the Farmer Josh hashtag a million numbers? Isn't that how Discord works? There is. Did they a, finally fix this? There is a, a, a hashtag. I'm not sure how it works. I if thought that, that you only needed that for if, adding if, friends. If that doesn't work for some reason, I'm sure he's a Farmer Josh on Twitter or kind of funny subreddit. You'll find him somewhere. Yeah. Thanks, Barrett. Dynamite dropping. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for You're Wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, Nanobiologist says there's breaking news for new dates. E Honda, Lucia, Lucia, and uh, Poison are coming to Street Fighter V Arcade Edition on August 4th. Congratulations. Um... Oh, this is editorializing, I think, to an extent. I mean, and also it's like it's the thing is like every online retailer does that. It's, it's that's okay. That's, okay. I, um, people are making that out to be something and it's nothing. Uh, Nanobiologist says breaking news. GameStop has reportedly laid off over 50 people uh, during some restructuring. If that's true, then oh, I'm sure it's true. I don't think you're lying to me. Probably be in the news tomorrow for us. Uh, similarly, Nanobiologist says breaking news. Those China tariffs mentioned recently will start September 1st and add a 10% import penalty to almost all goods from China. I'm sure we'll talk about that tomorrow as well. Um, Fendi says we missed a new date. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Early Access Beta starts in September 12th. Uh, Zyre says while we're alive, the Nintendo Twitter confirmed that Nintendo Switch online members in America or North America can get uh, Mario Tennis Aces as well. Same dates, August 7th through August 13th. Um, uh, oh, this is interesting. Nanobiologist says update on Ninja going to Mixer. He just lost his Twitch check mark and is now unverified. Uh, Matt Wobbs confirms that, yeah, Tetris 99 is getting a physical release in September. That's why I was confused. Yeah, because I think you can only be verified if you're a partner, right? Right, yeah, I think and so. And so, so he's got they a, if, require exclusivity If you're a partner, partners, yeah, exclusivity, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Uh, the ni <laughs> uh, nanobiologist says, owning nitrous oxide, whippets, is legal. Inhaling it for a bus is not legal in most states. Oh, man. Oh, buzz is probably what he meant. That's an autocorrect, I bet. Yeah, no, I mean... You're not supposed to inhale it. It's bad for your brain. Yeah. Okay, Kill, so it kills a lot of cells very fast. <laughs> very, very <laughs> fast. Very quickly. Wow, wow. <laughs> um, and that's it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily for August 1st. Andrea's 26th birthday. Yay! Everybody sent her nice birthday messages on that there Twitter and then I'll head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can ask us questions and be part of the show. You can watch this record it live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch it later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, tomorrow, 
It's going to be me and Tim Tam, but importantly, we are doing the Kind of Funny Games cast this afternoon. Me, Tim, and Fran. You can catch that at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, 2 p.m. or Patreon tomorrow. If you don't want to give us any bucks, no big deal. It'll be up on Monday, all the places as usual. Andrea is off to L.A. I am. Big time in it. Yeah. Gotta go see her husband. It's her birthday. Let's hang out with my husband. Okay. You would do it if Jen was in L.A. 100%. Are you kidding me? I would have left all this money. Yeah, until next time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>